0: Hello and welcome to the show. This is another white press play. Coming in your ear holes. Hey, wait a minute. This one we're talking about the 2005 Samuel L. Jackson movie, Coach Carter. Uh, We are going to be playing some b-ball up behind the school uh, when a couple of guys sat down and started making a podcast and one of them was a girl. So join us in studio. We have the love of my life, uh, lady of the manor, Claire Fox. You've heard her on the Marilyn Monroe show. You've heard her on the Joseph Fritzl. She loves the dark stuff uh, on those conspiracy guys. Welcome to the studio, Claire.
1: Thanks very much, Gordon.
0: I didn't want to... Gordon, how formal. I didn't want to... uh, give away too much stuff well, about you did your, just
1: call me the love of your life so
0: yeah but about your personal life i mean like you're normally i go and they do this for a job and this for a job but i didn't think you want no. people to know all that stuff we'll talk a little bit about your job later on mm. perchance maybe perhaps and uh this one is is all about coach carter uh samuel jackson's I, I think like you know when you start to get a little bit too old for action movies and you start getting into more serious roles Uh, Also, the man that this movie was based around uh, specifically asked, like pushed a piece of paper across the table to a producer and went, I want Jackson like that. And uh, yeah, so Samuel L. Jackson was cast in in this as a a, a high school basketball coach who was to find out what to do with these kids. And uh, Yeah,
1: I always felt it was like his community service of his film career. <laughs> yeah, this is like, yeah, <laughs>
0: what did he do? There was too many snakes on the plane. <laughs> yeah, That's well, what like
1: what did he do that he owed somebody this favor? And yet he's so good in it; he he commands such respect that I don't think the film would have the same gravitas with
0: without it. him. sure well, this is the thing: like he's coming down from like like big hits like mm. Pulp Fiction and stuff like that. Um Black Snake Moan, I think, as well at the time. And there was like big, uh, you know, award-winning noticed movies. And this one, I feel, as with all the movies on Why Prince Play, uh, slipped under the radar a little bit for decent films that you should watch sometimes.
1: It did. Um, Do you want to know how the film came on my radar? I would love to. Uh, I was working um, with Young Offenders. Wow. And... Um, in the hopes that they would not reoffend,
0: and they, and they asked you to be a basketball coach, yeah, because you had. And in
1: the first um, few minutes working with them, I slammed on them up against a wall and went, "I'm not a teacher, I'm your
0: basketball <laughs> coach." And then they were like, "Clam, <laughs> climbing on you."
1: No, they weren't from Dublin. Um, but uh, no, a, a coworker of mine, a colleague of mine, was looking for, I suppose, films that would engage young specifically male minds um, but that had enough uh, you know inspiration and yet like enough I suppose relatability.
0: Yeah, Dangerous Minds is a bit too schmaltzy yeah. even though you do look dynamite in a leather jacket well. with the seat turned around.
1: <laughs> um, that's just because I don't know how seats work.
0: <laughs> Can I <get> the chicken? A <laughs> whole oh. one. I've often said that in a restaurant. Mm. So you were you were like, I need to find something hip and cool.
1: Well, I didn't find it now my colleague um, found it and I had never heard of it. Um, and she put it on one day and I uh, was just I found myself um, tearing up towards the end. Mm. But I, what I did notice is that it did grab the attention of the young lads we worked with um, and it had an inspirational message, which was better than a lot of the films that they were used to watching. Um, the fact that it was based on a true story um, that's the thing that got me yeah
0: and the fact that it's directed by the lad that's that yeah. it's about like well
1: this son i think yeah or grandson yeah. yeah
0: like it's in the family like mm. it's this guy's story mm. yeah it, it it amazed me and uh you know it's a little bit shit like it's a little small bit shit when you're watching it you're kind of like mm, really, but i don't the, think it is i i, I
1: beg to differ i,
0: I well, fantastic I will tell you why the little Mm. bits that are shit are shit and the good bits are good Mm. but that's the thing you'll you'll you know it's like spaghetti bolognese with some shit on top of it if you love spaghetti bolognese you just eat around it and uh, it's maybe a fly on
1: the top. Mm. Yeah. Maybe a fly on top of this.
0: A couple of spoonfuls of shit on top. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why later on. But uh, yeah, this is White Press Play. So if anything on the show uh, tickles your fancy, you want to get in contact with us. We're quite a new show from the people who brought you those conspiracy guys. So I guess uh, if you're over here listening from there, welcome. How are you doing? And uh, if you're if you're a White Press play only, or uh, you should get over to uh, those conspiracy guys, which is a conspiracy comedy uh, podcast uh, uh, produced by me, Gordo. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us here, White Press play, uh, it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, Reddit, all that stuff is just slash White Press play. Uh, we do have a Discord server as well for chat and for for audio banter, and now there's video chat as well in Discord, so we can all have a big old laugh together, watch a movie, or uh, you know talk about some computer games and stuff. We also do stream computer games from PS4, Steam, and uh, through the emulators that are coming out now, Mega Drive, SNES, uh, 3DO, Nintendo 64. So uh, I, I play all of those games and you can we can play them together if you want to go online with that. Uh, get onto the Discord and there's channels in there for all the tags and name tags and all that stuff so we can connect online uh there is also the lifeblood of the show which is patreon so patreon.com all the stuff in there uh, is exclusive to the people on patreon so if you want to go in and drop a dollar or two dollars or five or ten or however much you can afford however much you think the show is worth you can drop that money in there and you get loads of exclusive stuff like you'll get to get you know first in line to play all those games we're playing Fortnite at the moment uh which is an awesome uh Contender to player unknown battlegrounds in the uh, the battle royale format. It's free to play, both on computer and on PS4. So if you're into that and you want to have a go, uh, please hit us up on uh, one of the social medias, or you can email us info at ypressplay.com and uh, we can we can connect online. This this is kind of what we want to do. We want to have a little chat, find out new movies, new new TV shows, and new computer games uh, on White Press Play. That's the, the remit of the show. Find the, the gems so you spend more time watching and less time looking. Uh, there are also uh, live watch-alongs for TV shows, documentaries, uh, movies, and what else, on a service called Rabbit, or a I T, where we can put in a link, if you have a link for a movie, wherever you may get it, free or no, and uh, we can all watch it along together, which is really strange and cool for a service. Uh, I've been trying to, I'm an early adopter for a lot of these different apps, and if you've been listening to those conspiracy guys for a while we've gone through a rake of them uh and a lot of them have shut down like blab lord of mercy on blab and uh you know you gotta try i mean if, if nobody's using them they're gonna go anyway so this rabbit i don't know how long it's gonna last but it is go crack while, while there's watching it so if you want to watch something like uh coach carter or any of the ones we have coming up in the future uh we can watch along with those, some even, uh, so get hit us up there I, again, like through one of the social medias or on Discord, and we can choose all together. So that's all the social media stuff, out of the way. Please do get in touch. Uh, the community is small for White Press Play at the moment, uh, but we are we are pumping out as many shows as is possible. And uh, you know, I'm doing stuff with the uh, uh, Gordon Hayden and uh, Box Office on TV Three. We're doing some some uh, t- like TV movie reviews. Like it's getting. Getting a bit of you know, there's a bit of weight behind mm-hmm. it, so mm-hmm. I think uh, if we keep on pushing, we could uh, end up going to going to London and meeting some people and making some cool videos. I do try and make as many like vlogs and stuff like that as possible. Uh, so if you wanted to see the vlogs of when we did do TV stuff, uh, hit hit up the Patreon or hit up our VidMe our YouTube channel. YouTube is a bit scorpy at the moment with everybody, uh, so I'm tending to lean towards VidMe. So it's Vid dot Me slash play and there's loads of. Uh, uh, you know, like trailers and little secret videos and making like, uh, you know, the play alongs for all the PlayStation 4 games and all the stuff that's on Twitch is also on Vidme. Uh, so, so get on there and we're also on Twitch, twitch.tv slash YPressPlay. And that's where we stream all the games from PS4, from Steam and then the emulator stuff as well. And you can join in while we're playing that and, you know, tell me to shoot this or blow up this or whatever, I wanted like an interactive experience, you know? So that's it uh, for the social stuff. We're gonna get into Coach Character now. Uh, When I was watching this movie, Claire, Mm -hmm. I thought, brilliant, Sam Jackson, really good. From the minute he walks on, he's like, listen, this is the way it's got to be. And he's just very, you know. uh, uh,
1: God, I thought he was an additional guest there for a second. Yeah,
0: it's my, yeah, my Sam Jackson's not great. Uh, But but he was just like, you know, forthright. He was like dead serious about what he wanted to do. He was doing it for fuck all money. And it was real like. Very unbelievable as as a as a character for a minute until I went, no, you know what people actually do nice things for free,
1: yeah, he was given back, but also he recognized um he recognized the value of it from his own life that's the thing so first of all, he had a son that age yeah. the the age of that he was when he was winning t- basketball titles, and he would have seen his own su- success that happened as a result of getting a scholarship to college, getting his business degree. Starting his own business, you know, which which he, I suppose, felt like he had to start his own business back in his own town because that was important. It was like not like leaving like a lot of high flyers would, but like coming back to the community, building up the community, building up the local economy. And then the next step from, from once that became a success was to say, OK, now how can I contribute like those people who contributed before me?
0: So this is... Uh, Ken Carter's sports shop hmm. So he came back to town Made a sports shop He also had a son Damien Carter mm-hmm. Who's played by uh, Robert Richard uh, mm-hmm. Which is how, how the apostrophe In his name would Indicate it To be pronounced And uh, who, who has Hauntingly beautiful eyes
1: Oh he's a very beautiful Young lad Like yeah. a, bl- yeah. a blue
0: A blue eyed black kid I was just like oh, I'm lost mm-hmm. They're like pools of eternity Yeah um, I didn't really believe him As Samuel L. Jackson's son He seemed like a bit of a Like a bit of a whinger
1: I did not get that.
0: No, he seems a bit like oh, I went and play. So uh, <laughs> they're, they're at home. Like Ken Carter goes back to the school that he came out of an, as an all star. Uh, he 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 was brought up tough and tough in the streets, and um, he he basically wanted to come in and give back to the community. And he offered his services for very very little uh, to the to the school he team. He was basically who were,
1: volunteering. He was yeah, going to be paid a stipend, but it would hardly cover
0: no the time. Yeah but his the, petrol probably the, the or
1: the orange juice he gave the lads after their morning runs
0: their morning suicides yeah which we talk about in a second but but he like the team is doing like okay but a bit shit and it was like the best team in the whole region at one time I don't think enough was shown about how good the team used to be it was kind of like just alluded to
1: well I think I don't think they needed to spend much time mm. on it like, like he pointed you know in his first scene with the basketball players yeah he points to the wall of fame and he says, if you need to see my credentials, they're right there. And you can see that he was MVP and team captain of winning team in 1971 and 1972. 70, yeah. yeah. So over a three year period. So like and that's probably the last time the team had been really successful. Yeah, so
0: that's kind of what's inferred. And these yeah. guys were like street hoods who'd like, yeah. I'm cool. I wear my pants on the back of my ass. And, you know, I wear my hat all cocked to the side and I, you know, well they're very
1: cool dudes. They're
0: very cool dudes.
1: But in fairness, um there's a lot of ga- it's like street crime going on as well. So I suppose they have to be they have to have a The
0: gang bangers.
1: They have to have um street
0: cred. This is the thing. Yeah. But but when they're, they're playing street ball and they're undisciplined and what what can
1: I think that's the thing. They're talented. They probably have enough time to put into the basketball Potentious. in their own time. But they don't have the discipline to, you know, listen to people, yes. to follow instruction, to, you know, like not not lose the head and get into a fight with other players. Um, so those are the things that he really needs to work on with them.
0: Yeah, I mean they're they're fit young lads. They can yeah. they can throw balls around the place, yeah. but they have no discipline and they have no structure and they have no organization. No. They have no knowledge really. They're just like, I'm good at basketball. Are you really though? And it's the same with anything. Like you could be naturally good at anything, but if you don't work at it, uh, to the nth degree, it's going to be mediocre.
1: Yeah, That's and I mean, thing. like in, in the first um, in the first session with them, he starts asking them, you know, like, uh, like he starts telling them what their numbers are, and they're like, "Those, those aren't our numbers for our last match." And he's he's focusing on what they missed. Yeah and the players are obviously focusing on what they scored turn of
0: your perceptions upside down no
1: it's mind-bottling so <laughs> what
0: <laughs> what we what we do here on white press play is since you're dying to tell the story of the film right the we do a thing here called 60 second plot yeah. so if you want to i'm going to give you 60 seconds mm-hmm. and you're going to tell the story from start to finish as much as you can in 60 okay. seconds are you ready yeah okay three two one Go.
1: So an altruistic uh, man from the hood, uh, made good, comes back after um, opening his own successful business in the hood and he decides he's going to volunteer as the new basketball coach um, while still ensuring that his own son is kept away in private school and, you know, so that he doesn't run into the wrong people.
0: Elitist. 20 seconds.
1: So, uh He befriends the boys by showing nothing but respect, calling them sir, having them call him sir and um, explaining to them about, you know, uh, casual racism, etc. Telling them that he expects a contract to be upheld or they won't be allowed to play in matches. 40 seconds. And then his son leaves the private school, joins the team. Uh, There's some heartwarming stories. And in the end, everyone wins, except some people don't
0: like oh sorry <laughs> that's 50 seconds no you oh, didn't so, you, said, you didn't you didn't tell well like, did, the time
1: reminders put me under pressure Yeah. so then there no, was so
0: 60 seconds is gone already mm. you
1: know? yeah but the time reminders I thought you were just gonna let me talk and then go eh
0: <laughs> I don't know how much, is, how much is coming that's the
1: yeah but that just puts me under pressure
0: coach Carter wouldn't uh you wouldn't give out about the pressure. No, you but know? that's
1: why I don't play basketball.
0: Exactly. So if uh, if Coach Carter came into this school and he was lackadaisical like all the other coaches, these guys are gonna run all over him. So you say that he He'd
1: have probably given up.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean a lot of people a lot of people did give up previously. This is the yeah. whole point of this. Um so he comes in and he tries to make a first impression and this is one of my favourite points mm. uh, in the in the movie when he comes in and he starts telling them like you will do this and you won't do this and you will do he this he starts
1: handing out contracts which they just start laughing at
0: yeah but these guys are like you know uh, young dudes who are like i'm pure cool so uh, this character timo cruz who seems to be like this young tough he's like a, a mexicano and he starts throwing the n-word around the place when uh, uh coach characters handing out these contracts and he's like fuck you old man like it's this re- d- rebellious defiant even in the face of all the other guys, like, cooperating with Coach Carter and saying, oh, well, you we know, I kind of like basketball. Mm. And this guy is like, uh, if you've ever watched Sister Act, he's the, the Lauren Hill of the group who's like, no, I'm out of here, who then, like, stands outside the window and, like, mournfully yearns to be back on the team and or whatever. And
1: singing in harmony. <laughs>
0: well, he doesn't sing in this one. <laughs> it, that, that whole Timo Cruz storyline, I think, like, really holds together. Yeah, like it's very, very powerful, much more powerful than any of the other storylines. I think. Yeah, there's Timo like
1: th- Cruz is kind of the central. I, I think so. Y- you sympathise with him most of all. You, yeah. you You grow to love him. The little so there's, pop.
0: There's four. There's four main storylines. They're split into the movie, so it's Timo's. Like oh you know I'm battling gang warfare and you know my cousin he's like my cousin Mi primo. yeah he's like a gangster man he has all the money says drugs and stuff alright he's like that kind of world and then you have Kenyan Stone played by Rob Brown who basically gets his uh, girlfriend a shanty uh, called Kira in the movie or Kyra uh, she gets pregnant and he has to deal with that kind of stuff and then we have Texas Battle who's played by Maddox uh, they they all have pure cool uh, one word names. Uh, so Texas Battle. Junior Battle. Yeah, yeah, Junior. Mm-hmm. Uh, his ma is played by Octavia Spencer. Yeah. So when uh, like that, that, that story is basically like he too dumb to go to school, like this kind of thing, but he's real good at basketball. And um and then we have Worm, who's played by Antoine Turner. Like those four dudes are kinda like the main storylines. We follow their home lives as they go home, as well as Coach Carter's Less and less so Worm. Less so, but he, yeah. he he has like a an important part to mm. play later on in the movie. And then we have obviously Damien Carter, who's Coach Carter's son, who is I think like he wants to prove something to his dad. and Like, I don't feel that that's... Like, none of those are as strong as Timo Cruz's no. story. They're all very weak stories. In fact, stories, the
1: paternal relationship that Coach Cartier takes on for Timo Cruz is stronger than...
0: His own son. His yeah. own... <laughs> that's the thing. So, like, the, the movie starts off basically, like, with Ty Crane, who plays for the other school, the other cool school in the group. Like, he, he he's uh, coming out going, I'm the next LeBron James. So, like, you know from the minute, minute one, like, he's the man to beat. Mm. And this... It's kind of like... Uh, um, you know, uh, uh, like remember the Titans or a Mighty Ducks or something like that. It's kind of this like underdogs work real hard, learn a few lessons, and then you know win the Super Bowl. Mm. Yeah, the re- the relationship between uh, Carter and Timo Cruz is it is a lot stronger than the one with his own son and his own son. Like without any kind of <laughs> without any preemptive like uh, uh, like without prompting from the script or from the character. It, he just comes in and coach Carter knows like okay I'm I'm wealthy I own a shop you know I'm sending my kid to a private school he's going to St Francis which is the same school that this Ty Crane is going to so this is this whole like you know uh, uh, mighty ducks like he used to play on the team and eventually they be playing in the final and he'd have to play against the guys he was on the team with it's this kind of typical thing Yeah. and yeah. as a true story you're going is it really true because i've seen well, that before well i think movies.
1: that's why they say based on true stories yeah because I'm, I'm sure if a lot of these true stories, like I often think of the blind side. Um, yeah, Jesus. And I'd wonder how much of that was just you know because because the Sandra real th-
0: Bullock doesn't look like she let the black lads stay in her house or not. <laughs> She's just one of them <laughs> kind of women. you know what I mean?
1: <laughs> but my point being that um, I think if you actually knew the whole story, like it, like uh, an example would be, you know that film with uh, Johnny Depp. Where Johnny Depp is, um, you know, you feel pure sorry for him. What's eating Gilbert blow. Grape? Blow. Oh, you know, blow. And like yeah. I watched that, and I was, oh my god, the narrative got me, and I yeah. was all like, you Johnny Depp, why would they listen to him? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And in the very last scene, they show a picture of the real dude, and you're like, yeah, yeah, he deserves to be in prison. Yeah. I think that's like why they can't. They have to fluff it up because otherwise you'd be like, no, that's a bit too much truth for me. Thanks.
0: Yeah. I think the Ken Carter being as cool as he was, I don't think he was that cool. But in real life, Ken Carter, the, the, he was quoted as saying that Sam Jackson was the only man to play him. To said, who do you want to be? Who do you want to be played by? He's like Samuel L. Jackson and after the movie was made character is quoted as saying yeah he got he's the best actor in the world he got my character 98.5% correct
1: 985 and I'm
0: like I don't think are you that cool in real life
1: well one thing I would say just from having had to build relationships with young people myself it doesn't happen that quick but you have to you know you've only you have to pace a movie and you've only you know however but, many minutes yeah it so was, you it needed was, a character as strong as samuel l jackson yeah. to get across that very quick he got them into ship shape
0: it's a 110 something minute movie yeah, so it's yeah. not it's fucking long like for like that's nearly two hours for movies of the time that were like yeah i think it's paced well though the start gets it's straight in no kissing like it's a 30 million dollar movie for everything that was in, that's only thirty million dollars on the opening weekend. It got twenty nine point two million dollars. I
1: think fair flipping place. Did
0: them. well, yeah. did well. I think Samuel L. Jackson like really floated the boat. If
1: it was to come out now, would it get as much?
0: I doubt it highly. No. Yeah. That's the thing you see, mm. uh, but because this, uh, I think the dangerous minds style of getting respect that Samuel L. Jackson brought into that gym on the first day, he walked in mm. and he just started calling them all sir. Mm. And he said, like, when you... But he
1: wasn't even in gym gear.
0: That's the thing. He had a suit. A suit with a tie and all that stuff. He wasn't, like, in blue shorts, you know, that they're slightly too tight. And a whistle. Well, he did a whistle. Uh, Yeah, but he says, uh, like, the use of sir and instant respect that he gave those Mm -hmm. lads for not knowing them. But, like, they look like hoodlums. Mm. And yet he still respected them and said, I'm from here. This is who I am. They were like, who are you, old man? And he's like, I'm this. And I respect you, sir. And you call me, sir, and I'll call you, sir. And whenever we have like a game, like you'll wear a shirt and a tie and all this kind of stuff to build up that sense of self-worth or whatever. But he it was a kind of a a, when Michelle Pfeiffer went into that classroom in Dangerous Minds, he said, "Okay, usually you have to earn an A. I'm going to give you an A and all you have to do is keep it like you've already won. Just don't fuck up, which is like a completely different way to approach like problem kids or whatever if you have somebody who's used to not succeeding they're never going to try but if you told them listen you've already succeeded you're going to school which is more than a load of kids and a lot of these kids wouldn't go to college or they wouldn't graduate high school they'd all drop out they'd all start doing drugs and coach carter was like i want to stop that happening by making them love something and make them be really good at something that may give them a leg up financially if they do d- decide to go to college. Yeah, eventually. he was
1: definitely personally invested from yeah. the beginning, but also for no reason. But also, he knows the area. So, like, say, say for example, he was, you know, some guy who like had a near death experience and was a businessman, but like didn't know anything about an area like that. Didn't know yeah. anything about kids from from you know that kind of that that side of the tracks. Yeah and uh, decided that they were going to go to a youth group and give back and coach basketball no matter how good they were at basketball they'd have lost that crowd in the first two minutes Yeah, because you need a totally different set of skills that no amount of business skill would teach you and, and it, like you really have to know yourself you really have to know that you're not putting up with anything and you have to nearly preempt what they're going to say
0: well the, the maddest part of the film for me and because I know like you're in the job you're in the people that you deal with and stuff like that like He had a meeting with their parents after giving out this contract Mm -hmm. and they all came in and said, what the fuck is this shit? Do you think we can afford to have them buying ties and stuff like that? Mm. And Coach Carter's answer was, you know where Goodwill is, don't you? You can only get a tie there for a dollar. It doesn't have to be the best of fucking ties. It just has to be a tie. It's not for the style And then they
1: say, are you saying we're too poor to shop in Goodwill? And they're like, we're not that poor. (laughs)
0: <laughs> but that's the thing that there, there, there's this like this mad delusion of status or whatever mm-hmm. that was really being pointed out in the film, which I think is a really good for for like to, today's but society as you as well. said, like, delusion
1: of status, but also delusion of what's after that. Like yeah. what I really liked, one of the things I really liked about the film is that he really focuses on. But what if you do win the championship? What after that? Because if you don't do well in school, you're just you've just got a trophy that you're looking at for the next 20 or 40 years.
0: Working in some shit job or if you're working on all So he's like, what
1: are you going to do? Keep your trophy like it doesn't mean anything. And then he asks them, like, who won the last one? And they're like, we don't know. You
0: know, that's the thing.
1: So he's pointing out the futility of the delusion, we'll say.
0: But for him, even it wasn't even about basketball. That's the whole thing. It wasn't about the basketball. It was about the discipline. It was about conditioning. It was about like conditioning your mind, respect and like being able to, you know, manipulate success into more success Hmm. rather than just going... Like, throw the ball real good and catch it and run up and down, boss. Like, he didn't want that for them. Mm. And one of the things that I thought was really funny is that he said, "Okay, let's start training. And they're all like, yeah, and tapping the ball around. He's like, right, everyone put the balls to the sides. So let's start doing these things called suicides, which Mm. is uh, like you're running from line to line up and down, up and down the gym or whatever. Which
1: any time I show this movie to young people, they, they flinch and go, "What does he mean?" Because yeah. even though that was two thousand five, that's obviously not really acceptable now. Definitely, it's a trigger word, I guess. But in Europe, in Europe, I, like we wouldn't use that word in basketball.
0: No. But they, they had like, it was just the technique like, of how to don't train. don't make like me
1: commit like. homicide. <laughs>
0: yeah. But they were doing like burpees. They were doing jumping yeah. jacks. They were doing push-ups. And he just had them doing push-ups and suicides for weeks and weeks. because Conditioning he said, them. Conditioning He said mm. the last time, you are good. You can pass the ball. You can shoot. But you always get ran off the, off the court because you can't keep up. And they were all like, ugh. And he started making them run and run and run and run. Now his young lad was quite fit and quite well done. He was able to do all that stuff. Uh, they weren't like, out of shape dudes you're talking about Channing Tatum who 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 plays the character of Jason Lyle like he has like a dancer's body this is his movie debut and uh, like he had never played basketball in his life before so he had to have like personal training on how to catch the ball and run and move on the court and stuff like that but all of these guys were conditioned enough like play street ball, but not the demanding physical condition that you need to play competitive basketball like.
1: But I think as well, the fact that he used um, exercise as a punishment, you know, so
0: yeah.
1: it was like, you know, you talk out of turn, you'll do yeah. laps, you're whatever. What's Su- so? Suicides. Suicides, you'll, push-ups, you um, are late for thing, you'll do uh, a thousand push-ups, you answer back, you'll do a thousand push-ups. Yeah. But know? it was so all
0: about discipline, unquestioned. An unargued discipline. He's like, right, we'll have practice at three o'clock. Don't arrive here at two minutes. That means you have to be here at five to three. Hmm. If, you're, if you're here at five to three, you're, you're already late. What was the quote?
1: He said, yeah. If if you, you,
0: you, we have practice at three o'clock. If you're only getting here at three o'clock, you're already late.
1: Yeah. But also what's what's admirable is he stands behind that um, when, when his, his son exactly. is late.
0: Yeah. So yeah, when his son comes in that, that minute or two late, it is kind of admirable and a little bit kind of like, you know, uh, uh, in The Fresh Prince when uh, Vivian is the teacher and she punishes Carlton that little bit more because he's the, the son or whatever. So this lad comes into practice and he's all like, hey, what's going on? He's like, you're late. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm new here and I, I didn't know. And the guy was in the class, he's like, I don't care. Push-ups, 150 push-ups or whatever. And he has to just like shut the fuck up. And, and the quote that Coach Carter's saying, said, you can push up or shut up.
1: Yeah.
0: And... All these guys are like, right, well, if I talk back, if I give any cheek, if I give any lip, I have to do stuff. Mm. And this whole kind of like conditioning, that's in all the first act. This is like we're conditioning them to think and behave and train like professional athletes. Because if you don't do that, you're just doing, You're at not. You're just an amateur. Everything. Mm. So, so in the contract that he that he gives out to all these guys, and he puts it forward like, yeah, when you're, you're when you're out there playing real basketball, you have to sign contracts and you have to keep to them. So this is a contract I want you to keep to. So it's like, uh, you'll turn up on time. You'll do all this stuff. If you break the contract, it will make you do suicides. Break the contract, I make you do push-ups. And one of the things was they had to have a two point two grade point average, mm. and when Damien who's Samuel L. Jackson's son wants to leave the fancy school uh, Samuel L. Jackson's like no no having a tea in the evening and reading the paper he's like fuck will you fuck off I'm reading the fucking paper and the son's like I really want to I don't like it at St. Francis they all call me weird because of my like white eyes but
1: you get what comes across to me in that scene is that you know the way you were saying like Timo Cruz's relationship um with Coach Carter seems to be more poignant or uh, more... I think he needs it more. Substantial. Yeah, yeah, he does need it more. See, I think that's the thing that Damien Carter has been with Coach Carter, his dad, for life. So he's been conditioned from from birth to say, yes, sir. He calls yeah. him sir at home. And there's a definite, um, you know, culture of respect there, the same respect he expects on the basketball court from the players. So. Um, like, w- I remember Damien Carter says, sir, please listen. Yeah. And it's the first time you, you feel like he's actually being really, really assertive back to his dad instead of just going, yes, sir. No, sir. You and, know?
0: Th- and this comes after a whole spate of scenes where the young lad, the boys in the hood are screaming and shouting back at Coach Carter like, fuck you. Who yeah. the fuck do you think you are? Mm. Um, we've had, we've already had the Timo Cruz walkout. And then the next couple of scenes is Damien being very respectfully, uh, uh, rebellious, mm.
1: but when Damien Carter like asks Coach Carter, "What's you know why is he going to teach this team in this school that that he, you know has nothing to do with his own son?" Mm. He says, "It's a personal decision for me." And then Damien uses the same line back at him yeah. when he's saying, "Like I'll I'll commit. I'll write. I'll do my own contract. I'll commit to a four um, Great point average almost
0: twice as much as the other lads like and yeah
1: basically top 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 yeah. and all this community service and I you know do everything if you just let me be on the team because he respects his dad so much that he just he just wants to play for him and yeah. he makes a very valid point that if he's the top top in a really poor performance school he will have the choice of every college more yeah. so than if he is in a private p- fee paying institution
0: and do, and do medium and
1: he's he's just in competition with a load of other fee paying people
0: but he'll also be in competition so with the So it's good likes business of, sense. I think it's clever of the young lad to do that. But yeah. he's also going to be, he'll be in the shadow of this Ty Crane who's playing for St. Francis. And there's a whole other posh lads in this school that are there maybe on like uh, uh, physical merit. Yeah. And they're getting let off with grades, which is the common practice, you know, in, in high school, college and college basketball and football and stuff like that, where... You know the trope of like the dumb jocks who are really really good don't have to do well in school and all the teachers just go okay yeah they're, they're winning but they're winning championships for the school so we'll just let them off being, but,
1: but they're not going to get the scholarships either if they're being let off with with stuff they're not going to get the scholarship or you know they're not gonna because get, the school yeah. is under
0: under it's like disadvantaged or whatever but they're still these no, young lads are talking still about, laboring about. under the misapprehension that if they play ball real good
1: no you're talking about ty crane who's in the other school yeah and you're are saying that they might be let off. That's what you said there.
0: They may be like mollycoddled a bit by the teachers in yeah, that school.
1: But what I'm saying is they're not going to be mollycoddled when they're going for colleges and universities. Like say they're going to, to Harvard or you know to the top yes. top. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's going to be such competition because it, everyone else in the, in the school is going to be top top as well.
0: But it, it, it sets them up for failure if, they're, if their school is mollycoddling because they want them to succeed so the school gets trophies. Mm. But really they're not... So learning. that more you people when, will pay fees to go to that. Yeah, state. you know in, in in school when you're copying the homework off your friends and all and the teacher catches you and it's like, it's only yourself you're you're cheating out mm-hmm. of an education. You're not learning it yourself. You, you might as well not be doing it at all. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but why do you punish me when I don't do it then? Because I mean, you're not going to do it or copy it off someone else. That's a personal gripe. Mm-hmm. But I just mean like these guys who are being mollycoddled in this fancy school... Are maybe not being conditioned as well as the hard work.
1: No, because, I mean, they haven't been used to hard work. Yeah. So, like, Coach Carter is teaching them, life is hard, but get over it and do the work. And then you might actually get out of that really awful beginning that you got. And I am living proof.
0: So, we see Timo come back to a situation where he's like, Oh, you guys are all behaving yourselves and all. Like following through with this stuff they're all conditioned and they're, they're training loads and they're they're coming out of uh, they're coming out of school and wearing a tie and being like really you know like mm. you know if you're in the hood and you're doing all that stuff you're kind of like Pff, who's your man but they're but
1: kind of a bit proud of themselves they, they are now yeah. starting
0: to be mm. and Timo's looking at them going what are you going to being all proud of, with yourself about mm. which seems to be that begrudgery kind of thing and he, he him and his friend pretend to stick the lads up on the street and mm. uh uh Jason Lyle played by Channing Tatum is kind of like fuck you man what are you doing like mm-hmm. acting like a bomb and your man's like who's basketball Whee? but really deep inside like Timo Cruz really really wants to play
1: oh he's pure jealous and I think when like it was just temper that made him walk out at yeah. the beginning and when he did I think he just assumed load of them would walk after
0: and nobody did no and he was on his own so this leads us up to one of the nicest I think like the most poignant parts of the movie and it really sets that it like tees the ball up for the whole second act which is the actual advancement like the 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 plateau of performance that these lads get into. So the whole first act is all like here's what they are, we gotta break them down. And then the second one is like they're actually showing results. And then the third act is the payoff then when we see it. But in the second act we start to see real character changes mm. and developments in these lads. Now it flits back and forth and I think <laughs> The other storylines like Kenyon and Kira getting getting pregnant, and Kenyon's coming in. He's like, Oh, geez, I'm worried about having a baby. And Kira's all like, Oh, you know, I'm looking forward to having a baby. He's like, Do you, do you like I pay for an abortion? You, you see, want to get an abortion? The thing
1: about that is, I think that's a really important storyline. So I think yeah. it depends on what line of work you're in. Well, tell us then. Um, I think that's a really important storyline because I think that sometimes um, teens think that you know, it is going to be fine. Like, we'll be fine. We'll have the baby and it'll be fine. And yeah. um, because he has for the first time started to be encouraged and Coach Carter is telling him, you know, you're you're really smart. Yeah. So like you could do a really good degree and people will probably be looking for you to play for them because you're really good. So you've basically, got, you've got the golden ticket. Um
0: do you, want, like, do you want to ruin it by having a but baby But I mean, he doesn't even, Coach
1: Carter doesn't even know he's, his girlfriend is pregnant. No, but
0: that's what I mean. Like Kenyon's thinking about it. Yeah, it. so
1: Kenyon's thinking about it. And then. I
0: actually have a shot here, man. Like,
1: and there's a really, I think it, there's a really important scene where um, Kenyon goes back to Kira's mom's apartment, like to her apartment.
0: Oh, they're babysitting.
1: They're babysitting. She has to mind her little nephew. <laughs> yeah. Um. Or her cousin or something. Her cousin's baby. And. The baby starts roaring, crying, and then Kira starts giving out to Kenya about the way he's holding the baby. And then he's just like, You can just see him going, This isn't what I want. Fuck this this isn't. Yeah. And then he starts going, like asking her questions, Like, What do you think? How do you think it's going to be any different? She's like, I know it's going to be hard. And he's like, You have no idea. It's this like, every day. Oh, this will be it. And
0: even faced with that, she's like, Ah, oh, you know, whatever. And then yeah. he kind of goes, Okay. And he tries to drop the hand they try to do some sexy stuff and she's all like oh that's what's got us in this situation in the first place and he's like well look at if you're pregnant and you're not even letting me ride you with no johnny's i i'm not like i'm not into this i, like, did, I didn't see that
1: side of it now but i, d- then I well, suppose i'm female i'm so. just
0: saying he he's trying to make the best of a bad situation where he's like
1: i think uh, i think we're, we're, babi- honest, we're
0: babysitting and doing all this stuff and like oh yeah it's going to be great and then he gets caught going like the baby's crying and your mom is like oh no get off me and he's like no, I get I'm not the, getting anything out of this. I get this the impression very... that
1: he's saying, um, "Like, how do you think that we're going to be any different from your mom or your cousins mm. or your, aunt? you know, how are we going to be any different? Like, I'm going to have to work to support us. You're going to have to work to support us. We won't be able to go any further in ed- education, and then we'll have no money.
0: And at one point, the two of them, and are we have a baby. The two of them are even going like, um, she's going. Well, I'm going to break up with you. And I'm going to bring up the baby on my own, like everybody else does." And he's like, all right, fair enough, then go but fuck But her yourself. pride
1: is hurt because he doesn't say at any point, I want to leave you. I don't want to have this baby. What he's saying is, can we at least have a conversation about it? Yeah. Which also, I think, is an important point to make because, you know, a lot of the time it's only looked at as the woman's problem. He's he's there. He's invested in the relationship. He's saying he loves her. And he, he's saying, I would just like to look at our options. And she's seeing that as a massive rejection. And She's like, F you.
0: Yeah, because... If the woman is pregnant, you know, the reproductive rights are there, should be there for her, not in Ireland. like, But well, it is the man's problem as well. If he doesn't want to have the baby, she should be willing to at least have a conversation about it hmm. rather than bringing a, a child into the world that he would then be, feel obliged to have and, to, and like legally probably end up getting, having to take care of. So he didn't want any that shit like.
1: It's not that he didn't want it. It's that he wanted to have a conversation. Yeah. And she wouldn't.
0: Yeah, so she went. Let's break up
1: because he was actually. I'm gonna go
0: off and have this baby, and he. But all like, the
1: while she's doing that, he's going around looking at his options, talking to colleges, mm-hmm. telling them that his girlfriend's pregnant. Going, what can you offer me in terms of a scholarship and support for and a new like family?
0: Part-time education and this kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah,
1: so he's actually doing his homework, but she's just shutting him out.
0: Yeah, and that storyline wraps up because it's not integral I don't think it's integral to the movie at all that storyline wraps up with her going yeah I got an abortion after all and he's like what the fuck you never even said like she seems like a bit of a selfish cunt going on the way she's going on like going come on babysit no you can't I'm having the baby no matter what and he's like okay and then he's like I'm gonna get a scholarship and you know you know all this stuff and she's like yeah I already aborted the baby he's like what the
1: fuck she had an abortion while they were broken up to, to be fair and also I think she just assumed he was just like every other guy like get you pregnant and then go okay i'm washing my hands this cuz i don't want that baby she saw what he was saying is i don't want the baby i want this not to have happened which you probably did in a way
0: yeah but that's what abortions are for <laughs> i think like she was being a little bit so, unreasonable cuz she's
1: we move on to the rest of the story cuz it's kind of not the but she's
0: on. being encouraged by by the women in her life you see in that babysitting scene that she's being encouraged going like yeah it would be grand we get all this stuff and all it seemed to be like
1: I don't think she's been encouraged. I think it's her culture. That's what she's yeah. comfortable in. Because at one stage, like...
0: She needs to do a few I of them suicides be, and push-ups and stuff to get a bit of fucking... I
1: don't mean to be reading too discipline. far into the little background noise. But, like, at one stage, she gives out to him when, you know, because he turns off milk and butter and she's making mac and cheese. Yeah. And she's like, don't waste milk and butter. Yeah. And so... It, to me that's like uh, she's already been brought up looking after cousins looking after nieces yeah. and nephews so it's not you know like we aspire to that which we see yeah so you know she's her got,
0: aspirations were a lot lower than his were
1: because he because but he, he got, only had his aspirations because of Coach Carter there you go yeah there you
0: go um, so yeah we see we see Kenyan trying to sorry
1: I got very emotional wrestle through <laughs> well I mean
0: that's the way it goes Kenyon's trying to wrestle through all of that stuff uh, and uh, when the lads are getting like kind of slapped up by Timo and the boys, like fake robbed or whatever, uh, that kind of stuff comes out in a They're like, geez, man, come on, like you're still fucking around, like on the streets and we're actually going to make something of ourselves. Like mm-hmm. they've been doing it for a few weeks now. They've been training, and they're a bit more conditioned. And Timo, I think, is looking back and going, fuck, I'm, I'm regretting walking out now. Like, you're really having that much of a good time? And everyone's like, yeah, it's mm-hmm. going to be great, bro. You want to get on this shit? So, one of the like, Mwah, uh, uh, scenes to kick off the second act of redemption, of regrowth and rebirth, is Timo comes back. And Claire, you want to tell us he about comes, what happens?
1: He comes into the hall, into the assembly hall where they practice, and uh, in his big old dirty t shirt, and he says, What do I gotta do to play? Mm. So um, he's just like, like really, I have to admire it in a teenager, you know, in a teenage character to swallow your pride, come in with your tail between your legs and go, I'll do anything.
0: So like his team, he's just watched his team hop the shite out of another rival team and they were able to do so for the whole length of the the match because they they were super conditioned by doing all those suicides and push-ups and all this kind of stuff. They had strength training and Timo's like, the boys are after getting good. I want a slice of this. So I think he saw, like the thing that twigged it for him was not like the the academic promise or, you know, the, the future potential that Coach Carter was eventually bestowing upon these lads. It was, the lads are actually, like this coach must be doing something right because the lads are after getting actually really good. And if that was enough to trigger him into going in and doing that, to get him on the road of being like academic and doing all this stuff, signing the contract and keeping to it, I like. I think that's enough, right?
1: Yeah, but not only that. But I'd say it's one thing to watch your team win, but it's another thing to be in the bleachers, as they say. Yeah. Um, when the only thing that you can do that makes you feel good and makes you feel like you're really good at something, you're not doing. Yeah. You're watching. Yeah. That's tough.
0: Yeah. He he can He comes back into the gym. He's like, "What do I got to do to play?" And then Coach Carter gives him a kind of a like an almost unrealistic amount of work to do. He gives him 2,500 push-ups and 1,000 suicides, which is what the lads have done. And he said, and you have to do it by Friday. So he had a week to be in the gym morning, noon and night just hopping these exercises to catch up with the rest of them. Now he was pretty fit as it was. So I guess it was like, I think Coach Carter went, okay, that's achievable, but not like, I know, know, but he did actually
1: look like he'd been through the wars when he was only about quartered the way through them. <laughs>
0: yeah, sweating a all. And really, really nice moment that I let you describe for the audience.
1: So at the end, in the last practice of the week, um Coach Carter asks his coaching assistant um, for the numbers and the coaching assistant's like, not in a million years. So Coach Carter's like, Okay, sorry, bye. And as he's just walking out um of the gym, a couple of the more admirable players yeah. on Timo's team say well you know I can help him I can do some.
0: the first hand up is actually Channing Tatum's hand he's like uh, I, I, I can do them suicide coach
1: and then he's like you know one player struggles we all struggle because that's a lesson that Coach Carter has been you know really banging home mm. and uh, so <laughs> what, what I think is very amusing about that scene is you know you know Coach Carter's son, Damien, is quick to join in and so is Junior Battle. And then eventually worm goes, OK, yeah. I'll do it too. Yeah. But I mean, he really has to, he's almost shamed into it. So then they all kind of help him out to make sure that he gets numbers. And then, I mean, I'm sure that's a massive victory in Coach Carter's mind because, you know, they're they're reflecting and coming up with this kind of team mentality themselves without having to be told, because up to this point, everything has to be spelled out for them yeah. with threat. So I think that yeah, that's a that's a bit of a uh, a lump in throat moment.
0: It was a turnaround for for Timo's uh, uh, character because he's like involved in gangbanging and drugs and this kind of stuff, and his cousin is very much uh, kind of a big player. Mm. Uh, we won't put any spoilers in about the cousin, but like some shit goes down, and you know Timo's his his mortality and his future is laid out in front of him. Like going, listen, son, you don't want to be a statistic, like, and he he tries to put a lot of effort into this, and. it was act two like the the middle part of the movie puts a lot of conflict and a lot of um, uh, the enactment of the contract details or the contract parameters that were set out at the very very start that seemed inconsequential and it's one of these like you know I, I, think, I keep I think on saying almost, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air but like you're kind of like I think like, you've ah.
1: almost forgotten about it like it comes to Christmas yeah. they've been selected to play in this big fancy schmancy tournament
0: yeah there's a there's a montage they've won four matches in a row like oh, trounced these things yeah. and there's all like a train training monitor passing the ball and high-fiving and dunking and being deadly and doing all these picks and rolls and all these three pointers and stuff like that and every time they do anything fancy coach characters like hey keep to the plays and they're like sorry sir sorry sir mm. and it's all like very you know steady and they're not like showboating or grandstanding mm. before when they scored to be all like rah, rah, there's people's a, faces yeah, there's and a great stuff.
1: scene where he comes back to practice after after a match where they've been kind of rubbing, oh, yeah, rubbing yeah, the, yeah, other, yeah. the other team's face and he's, all, he's like um, somebody tells him his shoes is untied so when he ties it he's like I tied that shoe I tied that <laughs> yeah, shit yeah, yeah. and um, everyone's looking at him like you're mental yeah but and yeah. he's like oh you know that's what you were doing the other day you were acting like you did something there were my plays that you were playing yeah. but you were acting like you were the best in the world you know? I
0: trained you the only reason you're any good is because of me but you don't hear me shitting about it
1: yeah and then they're they're kind of saying well the other team were doing it as well and he's like that doesn't matter you yeah. act with dignity and you behave and it's so much like more of these gentlemen lessons, like yeah. be better than that, be bigger than that, like don't just do something because everybody else is doing father
0: it. kind of shit, like yeah, yeah, very paternal. Bit. Yeah. Um, so uh, one of the conflicts that they had was with Junior Battle uh, with uh, Texas Junior. Um, so Junior, who's a great player, wasn't doing well, and he didn't meet up to the academic minimum requirements that uh, Coach Carter set out, and he said you can't play on the team. So Junior, like, storms out of the practice. Like, Coach Carter says, right, you're not playing in the next match. He's like, fuck you! And yeah, he gets at this and point, Co-
1: Coach Carter is finding out. He's getting the teacher's reports back. He's finding out the junior battle is failing. The, te-
0: the teachers aren't even cooperating with him. He's like, no. I'm trying to do part of your job. I'm conditioning these lads to do well and you're not helping me. That was really annoying for yeah. me. So
1: some of them are I think the principal he, like it, sh- it it shows a couple of meetings where he's he's kind of take, trying to take the principal to task and then the one golden nugget of the line where the, the principal says to him your job is to coach the basketball team I suggest you do your job and he says and your job is to educate these young men I suggest you start doing yours yeah there's and a lot of those kind of moments there is there's a lot subject. of drop the mic
0: but it seems it seems that like a lot of the parents at the start were kind of uh, unwilling to cooperate and were like I'm not buying a tie for this young lad you're a fucking basketball coach like just, just tell him to throw the ball around but
1: you can imagine it seems alien like it what he, what he's saying at the beginning seems alien and then when yeah. he follows through with it like everyone kind of goes sure Coach Gardner yeah. sure because they don't think anybody's going to like go chasing up the, the paperwork well, ju- and he does
0: he does and juniors ba- Junior Battle's ma comes into the shop and from what I got that she was coming in going like hey what the fuck man and then Coach Carter described and said, well, listen, this is how it is. And she's like, OK, she does that, you know, that whole Octavia Spencer, like the, the uh, hmm. Hmm. And she does that that kind of knowing head nod with the, you know, the, the winced up eyes and the, yeah. she has that she, certain mouth that when she looks at she goes, hmm, but shit, it was d- a shit pie. I think she's
1: already she's already reflected yeah. before she comes into the shop. I don't think she's coming in like. Um, she's kind of dragging. Um, well, she doesn't drag him in straight away, but she comes in and she's she's basically threatening Coach Carter, going, you know, like I could move him to another school and they'd yeah. play him. But that's what I felt Coach, that she was going. Yeah, like, but that's all. She, that's all. That's the only kind of. Um, uh, currency she has right. right so it's like the only thing i have left is to threaten him so she says that and he says yeah but that's not the point because he even if he plays in another district they're
0: not going to teach him
1: he's not going to learn anything and he and he th- so he's going to be a great basketball player in high school and then have no future yeah. and then she says i know that and i know he's struggling with class and i don't want to take him to another district but we lost a son um like his older brother was shot in a gang feud so you know like things have been really difficult and school is not his priority but I will get on top of him about that and I I respect what you're doing
0: I see that scene as like he does disarm her she comes in like you said she wasn't aggressive or whatever she comes in bullying and he disarms her with like a positive message for Mm. her son and she goes oh all right then and then she gets the young lad and going, you do your lessons
1: but she really wins Coach Carter over because she explains what Junior Battle has been going through that he wasn't aware of
0: yeah, so but Junior then, wasn't like, you know, yeah, expressing so, that stuff. You know?
1: Yeah, and then Coach Carter is like, "This is all very well that his ma is telling me this, but if you don't come in, if he doesn't come in and speak to me and look me in the eye and tell me this, then I, I'm just getting a promise from a mum." So she goes out to the car and drags him in and like is prodding him in the back, going, "Tell him you'll do everything he asks." And then he is a major battle because he could hardly read the newspaper or article earlier on. That's so. the
0: thing, like <laughs> reading it with his finger. He's literally, and like, then yeah, but I mean. To he- Uh, so this is like the turning point then for coach carter's character and it's kind of like um, how everybody really feels about him and it's all great having the lads doing a little bit better and everyone's kind of feeling great but the teachers aren't cooperating with him Uh, some of them are some of them are but i mean this is the lock the gym moment in the movie which is kind of like a pivotal moment it kind of finishes coach carter really well i suppose the thing
1: the thing is that um he's winning the games he's the hero yeah. but as soon as he's showing that he is serious about the contracts and if they're not living up to them then he's not going to continue doing what he's doing um and they're not going to be allowed to play so basically what they signed up for which was if they didn't get this grade point average that they weren't going to be allowed to play yeah so he can only play like three of the team because the rest of them are failing
0: yeah so after they win this uh bay hill invitational Mm. Uh, they're like top of the world ma mm. and they're all wearing their shirts and ties and they look real cool and they go back to a house party afterwards and it's completely against the rules they're away from home it's kind of holiday time the boys are in the pool they're you know squeezing a few titties you know having a bit of after match crack and then Coach Carter comes in and his the young lad Damien is hammered drunk and all that stuff but he doesn't realise like, he's drunk cause cause out he's been just
1: given yeah. lemonade yeah
0: it's pretty it's, <laughs> I know he's a young lad but he acts really drunk really badly. and and uh, they, they he, he punishes them all he brings them all back and he's like what the fuck are y'all doing uh, and and the thing is at that moment and I think Samuel L. Jackson doesn't do disappointment in movies often Yeah, very rarely would you see Sam Jackson's character in any movie disappointed like building up to an excited thing and then being let down because he's like no I'm too cool I'm not letting anybody in close to me so you never see that really and he comes down and he's like i'm gonna go they were all staying in an apartment complex he's like i'm gonna go down and we're all gonna have a big laugh and you know all the boys are going i'm gonna treat the lads to something and you know and then he goes around and they're not there and he genuinely looks like oh I worked so hard i thought they were gonna be good boys and now right and he i think he because of that he overreacts at the party and he's like right get your ass out of that pool and it's like you know they, they, he pulls all the lads out then they're finding out that they're failing. Then he locks the gym. Big padlocks, big chains, and the whole the whole school goes mental because they're like, Why are you stopping a winning team? What I
1: think is amazing is that like there's literally choppers, like press choppers in yeah, the air. Like,
0: it seems it seems overkill and it is a bit mental. A little bit, like
1: the principal is standing around like the same amount of press can, yeah, you'd see at a White House event.
0: Yeah, if someone if there was a school shooting there wouldn't be that much fucking press. So so it just seems that like um this whole locking the lads out of the gym was a motivation for them to go study. And it was like a real heartwarming moment. I don't want to spoil too much of it, but like real heartwarming moment when Coach Carter is surprised when, you know, they're all they're all studying the thing and they're doing really well and doing all these exams. And against Coach Carter's will, they open the gym. Right. And he yeah. goes, there's a
1: hearing, there's a hearing, there's
0: a hearing. Yeah. And, he, you know, it's like, you can't handle the truth. And and Coach Carter puts an old tomato up against them and says, look it." If you open that gym, you're undoing all the work I've done and I'm going to quit. And all the teachers are like, yeah, fuck you, Carter. My boy's going to be a, a basketball star. But he had got through to all the boys, hmm. but he hadn't got that message across to the parents. And the parents were all like, fuck you. And the lads in the hearing are all looking at each other going, I don't know, we should probably do better. It's it's.
1: I know, but I like... I, I think the whole thing is that he's he's finally getting the lads to think about college might be a possibility for you. But they're coming from a culture where they're lucky. Like, they, like the principal in one of her speeches to Coach Carter, she says, we graduate 50% of our student yeah. body and most of those are female. Yeah. So she said, you're looking at your team, you're looking at one in five might graduate, might. It's so that's from graduate like. from high school. Yeah. So like there's no way those parents are are thinking about college and I, I can understand where they're coming from they're going you're now taking away the only positive thing they'll have in the rest of their young, young life before their life turns to real shit and
0: it, it seems to be that they're conditioned to think that that's the maximum their children can achieve because that's the maximum they've yeah. achieved and they're fighting against Coach Carter. But what I think is great is that the young lads have already been pre-inspired. Mm. They're in the tier and going, no, I can do better than this. Yeah. I don't need high school basketball. That's not going to be the thing I'm going to be thinking about when I'm, you know, in the fucking garage, like do, fixing the thing and doing, you know, I'm going to, I have bigger aspirations than that. And when they do open the gym and Coach Carter is like sent home and he's fired or whatever, and eventually, he gets to go back into the gym, and he expects to see them all playing and with practicing. Box
1: just to collect his stuff. Yeah,
0: and uh, he goes back in expecting to be seen playing on the court. But what the lads are doing is sitting around a whole lot of desks with the other teachers who had been fighting Coach Carter before, uh, and they're all sitting at rows of desks doing their homework right in the middle of the basketball court.
1: And he and and and, and one like, of them says, "Nice, Coach." they Can take the lock off the gym, but they can't make us play.
0: That's it, that's it. That's Timo Cruz. And I think that uh, uh Timo stands up and he does one of those oh, Captain, my captain speeches as oh, well. And like every
1: of, time, tear to a glass eye, yeah. I, think I have it, to stand down in the back of the classroom uh, when I put that on.
0: It's a bit saccharine for me now. I, oh, I love it. No, I didn't really. It's it's misrepresented as uh, a Nelson Mandela speech, but really, yeah, it's, it's actually from, Marianne Williamson who yeah, wrote it. Yeah. and I like, I'm, I'm like, yeah. Would he, would he read that in real life? I don't know. Timo Cruz, like well, six I mean, weeks before he I mean, I think he doesn't was,
1: just go looking up a good quote. Like, the, it's been alluded to by Coach Carter the whole way through the movie.
0: Yeah, no, I know. But I mean, like, Timo Oh, Kruse, did that actually like,
1: happen in real life? Is that what you're saying?
0: Yeah, or in the movie. It, it doesn't really it, it fit. It does happen in the movie. It doesn't really fit in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, Timo Cruz, he's selling, selling crack rocks, like, weeks before. And then he's all, like, quoting Marianne Williamson then. Like, after, you know, say he's selling crack rocks, then he's quoting Marianne Williamson. It's just... To me, that just doesn't make it like, to me, I was like, ah, that's a bit, oh, captain, my captain. It was a bit forced. It just felt to me like a little Mm. bit. But Um, I think
1: that's just because we've been conditioned to see any of that stuff with with YouTube, the fact, and, you know, with the fact that everything goes viral now, I think something has to be really, really, really unique for us to not look at it as saccharine.
0: Yeah in a situation like that but also like he was that. selling crack like three for, <laughs> and he, his cousin died in his arms while he's going around dude running spoiler, in the
1: you weren't supposed to say that and then
0: he's and then he's we don't know which cousin and then <laughs> he's fucking you know pit- pulling a quote out and reading it like he completely understands the concepts and all inside of it it just seems a little bit like
1: but i always thought timo cruz was real smart
0: yeah but you could really see the writer at that point i think it's like that's a bitch. Watch it. You be the judge. I've
1: seen it about 20 times and it makes me cry every time.
0: Let let the audience then listen. Like, audience member, you watch that part and tell me that it's not like, really? Let's take a vote. Is this motherfucker really reading out some some of this shit like like he knows it? Do you know what I mean? Just felt a little bit. There was a few moments like that where I'm like, I can see the writer there.
1: Like it's just good acting.
0: Uh, And it's not, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) There's a few moments in it like, um, so, I'm not going to ruin the, the very end of it, but there is a battle then between uh, uh, Coach Carter's team and the team from St. Francis, and it's this whole like Rocky Four, I will break you. And we get to see Ty Crane and stuff like playing his best, and. Uh, He's up against Junior Battle who's, you know, he's overcome academic adversity and there's a whole scene where all the lads are in the library and they're all like, you got your grades, yeah, and it's all this whole like slapping high fives off each other, even in the absence of Coach Carter, like he he had implanted the seed of you can do better with your life in these lads and they really took to it. Again, a little bit saccharine, a little bit kind of like, really? But, I mean, it's like... It is what it is.
1: Yeah, it is a Mighty Ducks-esque,
0: yeah, very. you know, based on but a true story have,
1: because it has inspiration.
0: Even the Mighty Ducks don't knew what it was. It wasn't like, this is kind of like, this is what really happens. It's I like some Antoine Fisher or some...
1: I don't necessarily think so. I think it's no. based on a true story.
0: Yeah, based loosely. Like, I mean, the way that the story wraps up really nicely in a lovely narrative... Uh, you can really see the writer on the screen. So I those actu- kind of I
1: actually beg to differ because I think at the end we get information about some of the students.
0: The real life guys.
1: But also we get a we get a lack of information about the majority of them.
0: Yeah. It finishes off in a type of animal house like uh you know, Junior Battle went on to blah 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 and Tito Timo Cruz went on to blah 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 and he did that stay at state college or whatever. So you get to find out some stuff. Yeah. And which then is nice. other
1: people didn't even graduate high school, basically. Yeah. Because the omission Means says that, Yeah. I mean. Yeah, I don't think it's that neat.
0: It's not that neat, but there's certain narrative functions and certain narrative tricks that they use, mm-hmm. like, to, to, for like, it's like having, like, m- uh, emotional music yeah, on top of it, it the to the go, re- I'm going to fucking make you, make you feel something now when you're like. I'm back y- to major. You don't, yeah, you don't have to. Like, it's not a fucking. Do you know, mm. but the, the young lads in this movie are really, really great, uh, great actors. They they genuinely had to learn how to play together as a team, and there was they were taught like seventy different plays by professional basketball coaches, so that uh, they could be seen to look like a a real basketball team while doing all the set pieces and doing all. There's a lot. There's they a definitely lot looked of, convincing. There's a lot of sports action on screen. Mm. Like it's a lot of sports action. They, they would have had to have been very physically fit. To even to play the game as long as a basketball game is but you're talking about like doing it as a movie with all different uh you know camera angles and you have to reset and shoot the same scenes again and you can go online and see there's like a whole coach character uh page with the c- continuity inconsistencies mm. where there's like uh, lads at one point and then it goes over to the other angle and they're 10 feet ahead or the points on the board are like the, the, the times on the board where it's all like 122 and then you go back and it's like 145, 144. It's like, wait a minute, that was 20 seconds ago. Like there's these kind of things, but it's very hard. I don't to notice
1: keep... any of those things.
0: Yeah, it's hard to keep all those moving pieces going, especially when you're working with teenagers and yeah. there's like a gym full of people. I guess they're they're not there for.
1: Oh, oh I meant to say one of my favorite parts of the whole movie is the extras? It is just like, <laughs> like, like they got them out of the local. I don't know.
0: Seven Eleven. I don't know. Homeless shelter.
1: Like there's some of the craziest extra shit I've ever seen. Like you know when people are told like be in a crowd, yeah, pretend yeah. you're at a basketball match,
0: shout but don't make any noise, yeah,
1: dance at a swimming pool party, <laughs> yeah. but also be dressed up like you live in Alaska. <laughs> Like, it's just <laughs> crazy.
0: Yeah, some of this. You s-
1: wonder where they got their extras. Like, was it was it like the two euro extra shot? Like, <laughs> I think it was bad. like
0: local kids from the school. Some you know the only way when you're supposed to be an extra and you're supposed to talk and say, yeah. rhubarb, 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 yeah. uh, but not make any noise because the the leading actors are being recorded with mm. a microphone. Like, they're being taught to shout. You have to shout and scream like you're the crowd, but we have to hear the lads talking on the court. So don't. But they're all gone. Yeah, do it. But it's so overacted and shy. Yeah. Live.
1: <laughs> like a lot of them have posters. Yeah, and then some of them. There's are one like, guy
0: in the front row in a black jumper. That guy is so fuck. He's like doing a dance and everything. He's doing this dance. He's and doing. Stuff.
1: He's got his hand behind his head.
0: Doing the doing the sprinkler.
1: Yeah, is that what that yeah, is? Yeah. Um, and and like he's you know he's delighted with himself because he's like this is the only way I'll get on camera. <laughs> yeah. And then th- there, there so there's much. people who I'm I'm not kidding. Have one eye looking at the court and one eye looking for the court. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> they just
1: look like they were let out of the yeah, day.
0: With the <laughs> basketball? Yeah, it's, yeah, the, the extras are special. Uh,
1: like like if you're going to give this movie a go just for the extras, <laughs> I would
0: recommend it. Yeah, the the, the sports scenes, like because I, I know I'm not into sport or whatever. I know a small, like very small bit about basketball, but knowing how like physically demanding it is to even play the game never mind I I, like and i know what it's like to make a make a film or make some kind of video as well and how many times you have to do it so they had to possibly play like six seven full basketball games worth of running up and down and passing the ball a day when they're filming that stuff like it's fucking immense fitness needed for that and uh the, the the facts online say that they were taught 70 special plays for, uh, for their team to show the teamwork. So there wow. could, there's other like plays that you can play in basketball, like picks and rolls and stuff like that, where it's like pass, 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 shoot. But these guys were doing like, coach Carter had to do like seven passes minimum. And, you know, make sure you do all this stuff because they were trying to run the other team out of juice rather than going like pass, run, score. And uh, these, these plays were, played like meticulous and particularly for the camera to get in and out and they had to replay them and replay them Uh, and it was it was oriented to show teamwork and like loads and loads of movement Mm. because they wanted it to feel like they were running and they were all over the court and they were moving all the time like can you imagine being on a movie set and just for a whole day like eight hours just running my nightmare the whole day like that's what I'd rather be the extra but this is this is um, Channing Tatum's first film and he went on to do all the Oh yeah, and the for the ladies,
1: that's a, that's another thing. So you've got the for the
0: ladies, for the,
1: you know, for the boys, you have the we can relate to this, mm. and then for the ladies, they have a couple of scenes like the one in the party where they they take off the tops yeah. of the swimming pool, and then there's another one where they're like singing "We Undefeated," and yeah. Channing Tatum is going around with a little little towel just just not quite covering his ass crack. Love it, and every time a young female in my company watches that film, she goes, "Ah." Because he's still relevant.
0: He is, even though he's a, 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 being considered an old man now. But uh,
1: yeah, but like
0: Magic Mike XXL. Anybody? Yeah,
1: people can still yeah. um, go, oh, look at him. I know him. <laughs> I but want if, to see more.
0: If you were to if you were to recast anybody, then I don't know if you've have you got an alternative casting. Mm. I have some I have. So we like to do this thing on White yeah. Press Play called the alternative casting. Could anybody else play Samuel L. Jackson's character, coach character? Could anyone else do it? Uh, Ken Carter himself said 98.5% sure yeah Could do you think anyone could
1: I wonder would um would Danny Glover be too old for this shit
0: I think that possibly could be yeah Yeah. he doesn't have the uh, I the think flyer. he'd be just like
1: run or don't run yeah I don't care I
0: don't care <laughs> I'm reading I'm reading a paper yeah having a donut uh, maybe that's just our lethal weapon version of Danny Glover I'm sure you oh, like Predator 2 Danny Glover is like
1: much more enthused
0: yeah He's he's well able for a bit of sweat. Right. Um, I think, and now, aging, well, not aging. I guess that's a that's a negative connotation. But like a more mature uh, Will Smith. Yeah. Would be able to because he that. has that kind of the seven pounds or pursuit of happiness. I
1: was just going to say the pursuit of happiness. I could see it. I could see it.
0: He has that intensity. He'd, he's that.
1: He could. It's he'd bring you along with him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Time. And he did that pursuit of happiness as well as a biopic, like it's a a, a biography. The guy who is a real based on a true story, yes. the real guy, like he's like Will Smith studied him and did all the stuff. So I mean, yeah. he he had the chops to try and be Ken character. I think for crack, for crack, we gotta have the Mac. Bernie Mac, I, I think disagree. would be No, you don't like you <laughs> no. don't like the idea? I think I be, think
1: that would just be ridiculous.
0: No, I think
1: I think it would be more a like, yo teach than yeah. I'm not a teacher. I'm your basketball coach. Uh,
0: I, see, Bernie Mac can be cutting as well at the same time. I yeah. think it would be a much funnier movie because he'd be jeering the lads and doing all this stuff. He may not command the same respect.
1: Yeah. So I think it would be a very different yeah, movie. You
0: need a serious thing. I yeah. think Bernie Mac, give him a run, give him a run. Uh, so I think as a, as a joke, I would love to see what would happen if this movie had Timo Cruz character played mm. by Rick Gonzalez. If that was played by Rob Schneider, young Rob Schneider. If it was like an Adam Sandlery type movie where Timo Cruz is like I ain't playing no more and he walked off and he seen all the lads succeed and he came in. And, and... then
1: the big sad face when he sees them all doing well.
0: Yeah, yeah, this kind of and stuff. And they're like seems... the
1: outside the window, one tear.
0: Yeah. I think it could be. Yeah, a bit, if bit you were costly. making
1: a farce, yeah, it would be Rob very, Schneider, no, very... I couldn't.
0: I couldn't think of anyone to replace Timo. Cruz.
1: No, I think Timo Cruz is, is 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 it's so well played, and I mean mm. he could easily overplay it.
0: He did a little. bit I don't when, think he did when he's holding I his disagree. cousin. He did the whole comic book, like look up to the sky when it's raining and say no. Like it was very. Yeah, but
1: how many cousins have you had? Dramatic. Sh- not
0: not that many, but like. I don't think I'd do the whole cradle him in my arms. Yeah, but like,
1: he's also Latino, so they passionate, though.
0: Maybe, maybe. Sorry
1: if that's not a word.
0: I think it could be. <laughs> it has all at the end. Uh, for Damien Carter, the, the steely eyed son of uh, Coach Ken Carter, mm-hmm. I had down Nick Cannon because he has that that beautiful face, but he also has acting chops. And I don't know if anyone out there knows Nick Cannon that well. Like he is, he has chops um right. for for kenyan i think because it's such a dramatic role it's such a heavy dramatic role and he has to do all that stuff like that fucking storyline gave me a pain in my scrawl because i'm like because
1: you you're, you're, the the fucking, teenage you the teenager
0: was afraid of it get back to the basketball it's, don't try and analyze me now come on i'm saying get back to the fucking basketball this like get an abortion or don't get an abortion if your mom wants to leave literally like get away o- i think like,
1: he was a bit too sweet to be behold yeah,
0: that's that's it yeah. that's what i mean so we're trying to get somebody who's a little bit more hard-nosed because yeah. kenyan he like he could have been the main young male lead and i think he was kind of his billed as that the yeah. young male lead uh, kenyan stone was played by rob brown i think morris chestnut who was in Boys in the Hood, the Lee character, he's like, he's hard nosed. He's raw. He's rough. And he'd be able, like a young, a young Marsh Chestnut mm. would be able to come in and go, I, you know, bitch, you having this baby or what?
1: But I don't think that was the character. I think the character was a real, um, you know, somebody who was a good boy, who was yeah. trying, like even the fact that he was so committed in such a committed relationship at 16. Yeah. Do you know Like I think he was Just a good boy He wasn't Like they alluded At the beginning Like his friend Is all like He's trying to try it on With every girl Like he's a horn dog You know Yeah um, maybe yeah Who was that Worm Was you yeah. know Like he's trying He's basically Every girl he's asking out So they're all like sure You know You don't fancy me You just fancy anybody With boobs
0: Yeah but, but Whereas Ken- Kenyon, Kenyon Was, was like love. the mature yeah. Guy
1: in love So I think that was Just his character And I don't think Like I don't I don't know if Your man from Boys in the Hood Would have I don't think. I think that would have been a little bit too stereotypical, it's, it's to a be similar, honest. It's a
0: similar character. He, he mm. plays in boys in the hood. He's like, I want to be better than this. I want to not be in the hood, a boy in the hood. I want to better yeah, myself. Yeah, but you were like to. saying, but a little bit, like a little bit harder. He yeah. was felt like a little bit of a fucking wimp or something. You know, he was very. He I wasn't didn't a, think so. I wasn't He wasn't assertive silent, at all. Silent and confident. Maybe so. Maybe so. Um, so for uh, uh, junior battle played by Maddox. I think I liked him. I did like him. He was good. Not a not a brilliant actor, but like good for this part.
1: I thought he was good at the whole kind of droopy, big tall, really good. Really good basketball uh, player who's who's a bit who's a bit like Where am I? Yeah. You know, like I thought that was really came across.
0: You see that character like in a lot of these, you know, here's four dudes. One's the leader. One's the Mm. fat, funny guy. One's Mm. a weirdo. And the other one's like, what are we doing? Like it is a bit Mm. Scooby-Doo-ish.
1: The other one is Channing Tatum with his tail tied. Just so.
0: Just Just see the cleft of his crack. I think that an older, now more mature Tyler James Williams, who plays Chris and everybody hates Chris, would be, who is a great actor. And he's very underrated. I don't know when he's going to come back into the acting fold, but I think he could be a really good junior battle because he has he needs to be a little bit sharper, but he can play dumb like in Everybody Hates Chrissy. He could play dumb real well, mm. but when he needs to be sharp, he could be sharp. And I think junior battle was like that. He was good on the court, not great in the books. Yeah. Um. For for Jason Lyle, played yes. by Channing Tatum, I've chalked one down here for the white boys. Uh, Liam Hemsworth. No. No.
1: Too, too clean cut.
0: Are you joking? Channing Tatum is really clean cut.
1: I think Channing Tatum fit in. I think he fit into that movie. I couldn't see Liam. I, I, I couldn't see it.
0: No. No. I think, or a young Tom Hardy maybe. maybe. Tom Hardy was like, he was a bit of a, a Jack the Lad, like a lock stock and two smoking barrels kind of a fella, like a bit of a gangster, a bit of a, how yeah. are you getting on? Tom yeah. Hardy maybe. You need somebody like fit and big and I, I, bit sturdy. I'm ha-
1: I'm happy with Jason. I'm happy with Channing.
0: You, you happy with Channing Tatum? Yeah. Oh okay. We'll just we'll see about that. Uh-uh, Channing Tatum. Uh-uh. She doesn't make me like dress up like Channing Tatum or anything like that, guys, if you're if you're wondering.
1: Yeah. I don't have a towel or
0: anything. <laughs> uh, just pull it down just to, just a just lower, a bit, lower yeah. higher. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, then Kira, the pregnant, the pregnant uh, girlfriend of uh, Kenyan. I, 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 have down here as a joke, Raven Simone, because I can just imagine her whinging around that kitchen uh, with babies hanging off her and everything.
1: I would hate that.
0: She's really annoying. Yeah, Raven Simone.
1: No, I thought Ashanti played it very well.
0: She did a uh, little bit whingy, a little bit too like more more whingy than she was uh, dramatic. I've seen Zoe Kravitz. Have you seen her? Yeah, she's very beautiful. I think she's a really good actress. There's going to be a lot of stuff mm, coming out of her. Like, yeah? It's the acting you like. it's the acting. Yeah, acting, yeah, it's yeah, the acting. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think I think if she was if now if you're casting that she, it's the kind of character that she plays. She's in for those kind of supporting roles now at the moment, and yeah. I think she'd be looking for a lead pretty soon. Zoe Kravitz is definitely an actress to watch now at the moment. One to watch. Especially with the whole family behind her and all that stuff moving on. And
1: like, Ah. you know, if she ever doesn't have any place to live, she can live in Lenny's scarf.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he doesn't wear any jocks, don't you know? And And he has his pubes in dreadlocks. Imagine everyone knowing that about your dad. Be terrible, wouldn't it? So, what we like to do on White Press Play is give the audience one reason why. So, one reason why you definitely watch or not watch this movie. And I know Claire, you've watched this dozens and dozens and dozens of times with at-risk teens Mm -hmm. standing at the back of the class, going, "How am I going to get through to these kids?" It's actually really badly
1: timed because um, several times we've come to the last, like the crucial last five minutes of the film and the bell has gone <laughs> and it's really hard to just get into it the next day for yeah. just five minutes so i you know to build it, up it's the a crescendo yeah it's an yeah. anti-climax yeah so um i kind of might pick a point to start and then go so basically this is what ha- has happened so far
0: yeah do you stop it at any point and go through and explain all the plot well i don't
1: play it continuously so yeah. i would i it's pl- it's played as a as a reward kind of class you know right. like a Holidays class.
0: If there was one reason why you would suggest somebody at home to watch this movie, not in a classroom situation, but in a, you first should of watch all, this movie because it's good.
1: First of all, um, I do think it's it's a like if you like your, um, you know, based on a true story, tearjerkers but that you know you're not going to be balling the whole way through it. If you like The Blind Side, if you like Remembering the Titans, if you like that kind of a film, it might even be your secret shame. I think I think it's a really good one and it stands up in my opinion like I've watched it several times I wouldn't have watched it several times if I've watched
0: it several times before this and I watched it the other day while I was taking notes and doing all that and I enjoyed it again yeah like it is good there there are parts that are a little bit I'll, I'll talk about that in my bit but you don't you don't. no
1: because I think if you watch any film that many times you're yeah. going to start pulling like I mean Pretty Woman really? Forrest really? Gump
0: Forrest Gump same I've watched it like 400 times yeah
1: so if you watch it that many times you're going to be like mm, I find this difficult to believe yeah you know like kind of like the black flies in, in the green mile
0: <laughs> yeah you're going to call Red Bull uh, one reason why I would suggest you watch it is the commanding performance from uh Samuel L. Jackson in mm-hmm. something that's not him, like in a taxi with Bruce Willis or with snakes on a plane or being a gangster and shooting a gun. He's still a hard motherfucker. Uh, he get he 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 really reacts well off these kids and it feels very natural. There's no part of the movie that he's involved in where I'm like, ah, come on, because everything, every scene he's in, I believe it. I believe it, right? and the stuff with uh, like uh, Kenyon and his girlfriend and the pregnancy stuff and Samuel L. Jackson has nothing to do with that and I'm like come on, come on, come on, come on, come on bring Sam Jackson back like this is fucking bullshit you are f- you two years are shy come on, come on, come on, come on, come on come on. it just seems like
1: Yeah, he has that tie- presence he
0: ties the whole thing together mm. and and I know I said like uh, like a Will Smith mm. a mature Will Smith would do the same I really don't think he can be replaced in this film like Sam Jackson makes this and it is one of those movies where you're like fuck this This lad has real chops. Uh, Worm, who's played by Antoine Turner, who's also in another movie with Sam Jackson that was made before this called 187, where Samuel Jackson plays a teacher who has... uh, Mm -hmm. It's class. I've never seen it. He has a violent, -violent, uh, semi-violent interaction with a young gangbanger in his class. And the gangbangers are like, You dead, son. And basically, I said son instead of the N-word. And he says...
1: I'm not a teacher. I knew. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and uh, basically, like they come, they, it's like a home invasion type thing where they're trying to kill. Like one eight seven is the police code for somebody's been shot, you know. So these lads are like coming to his house and writing one eight seven on it in paint and oh. basically threatening to kill him for 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 fucking him up in school. And uh, Antoine Turner plays the 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 main bad dude in that. So they're put together again in this for oh. for. Uh, and is he good in, is he really is he believable good. in that really, like
1: cuz he's believable as a a lovable twerp yeah
0: in but this film in in, in coach character it's kind of like a watered down version of how aggressive the teacher is cuz in 187 like sam jackson is a fucking animal right you know um it's like watching him in uh, black snake moan as well where it's totally outside of his usual Character archetypes that that he gets put into, and I guess he gets pissed off. He's like, I don't want to play another.
1: I think you know, it'd be way worse to be like. to be playing the characters that you're playing, but to be then accused of playing other characters, you know that that are other in other films that you haven't starred in.
0: Yeah, like uh, Lawrence Fishburne yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean that happens
1: you know i'd say he doesn't mind if people just get the characters that he's played right
0: <laughs> there is a funny clip where uh, an interviewer a movie critic is interviewing him and going so you're in this movie he's like what that's not me that's Lars fishburne you fucking he's like sorry i can't tell the difference between black people um but yeah he he is really really good in this and 187 i hope we will do on the show yeah on My Press Play in future. class class film um, so that's it for White Press Play for this time. Thanks very much to Claire for joining us. You welcome, about Coach Carter. Welcome. This is one of your picks.
1: It is. It's one of my favorites.
0: Classics. Uh, chalk it down. So, having we said in the show, you uh, know, dredged up some uh, memories of when you were a young black teen in the hood trying to make it as a basketball superstar, you can send us in a message uh, on all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, Reddit, or anywhere else that you can think of. We probably have an account on it. So it's whateverwhatever.com slash Uh We also have the Discord server that I'd love you to join. Come in and join and talk about uh, talk about this movie and the little bits after you've watched it. We also have a Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Play, where you watch us uh, a bit, mostly me uh, playing uh, video games live from PS4 Steam and from the classic consoles uh, there's a new Mega Drive a new SNES a new, I think a new Game Gear and a Game Boy uh, consoles all coming out now and there's 80 games I think included in each of those uh, uh, classic consoles so I'd be playing basically playing through all of those to see if it's worth the money or not uh, we also have the lifeblood of the show is Patreon so patreon.com slash play and thanks to all the donators over on, over on uh, Patreon who are keeping us keeping us going keep the lights on over here in, in, in y Press play land and uh, th- that's it for this time go watch Coach Carter uh, I think it's on uh, Hulu at the moment you can watch it uh, or i'm sure you can I find have it, it on dvd <laughs> you can find it in some other uh location it's coach carter 2005 uh directed by thomas carter uh and uh i mean it's definitely worth it hmm. definitely worth one oh, it's
1: worth one watch one
0: yeah. one watch at least anyway. or
1: in my case 21
0: <laughs> uh and again thanks to claire uh for joining us come on we go to bed love thanks <laughs> right. goodbye everybody Bye.